Hi everyone, welcome to episode 26 of SAMA. SAMA stands for Spooky Ask Me Anything, where we have an expert here to talk about the area of expertise. Uh, this week we have uh, Dr. Darren Schmidt with us. He's going to talk to us about chronic diseases um, and the role that uh, mold, metals, uh, hidden infections, tooth infections as well, and um, many other interesting things in this talk. So uh, Darren, welcome um, to Sema and uh, thank you for coming um, coming on board. Yeah, thanks for having me. So do you want me to just get started? Just start talking? Let's start going for us, yes. Thank you, Darren. All right, let's go. Okay, so, um, so my license, I'm a chiropractor, and I graduated and started practice in 1997. And um, my first interest was nutrition. So in 1998, I started with uh, practicing what I call hardcore holistic nutrition. And so I've gathered up all this information. I love going to seminars. I love studying. I love trying to solve puzzles. And um, I had a big turning point last year. So February of 2016. I was having really bad heart palpitations, high blood pressure, anxiety, um, swollen feet, left you know, jaw pain, left arm pain. It was like I was having heart attack symptoms. And I mean, the list of symptoms I had was like really long. And um, it really took a year. It, the symptoms began October of 2015. And I found black mold in one of my rooms in my office in October of 2016. So for 12 months, I was having these symptoms and I didn't know why. And I knew that my heart was in good shape because I'm in the healthcare field. Um, I eat really good food. I've been taking supplements every day, three times a day for years. And so in that one year, trying to explore and try to find out where I got my symptoms from, there was one day, it's actually February 3rd of 2016, the worst night of my life. I only slept three hours that night. I was having anxious thoughts and my blood pressure was 155 over 95. And I had been trying for four months to fix my symptoms. Well, the next day I was going through my iPad. I wanna pick up my iPad, I don't know where it went, but, and I found some notes in my iPad from a seminar I had attended from a couple years prior. And in those notes, there was a protocol of supplements to take for art. So, and there was five supplements. So I started taking those supplements and two days later I felt better. And I knew I was on the right track, even though I hadn't discovered the black mold yet. So to make a long story short, I had to figure out what was, the person that made those supplements knew something about my health that I didn't know and those supplements were made in 1934. So I went back into his articles in his books and I started reading what he wrote. And basically he wrote a flurry of articles between 1958 and 1961 that summarized the previous 100 years of nutrition healthcare research. Now a lot of research, most of the research before 19 um, 50 was nutrition and feeding studies. So during that era between 1920 and 1960, all the doctors, including the, the father of endocrinology, the father of pathology, 
um, and then Dr. Royal Lee, the father of holistic nutrition, they all talked about lactic acidosis, which is the mechanism of chronic disease. Now, they didn't talk about causes. They didn't really talk about mold or heavy metals like mercury or aluminum. Um, they talked about sugar toxicity. So if you have too much sugar and too much white bread, you can get lactic acidosis. So you have cause and you have mechanism, and then you have the symptoms. So in the 30s, the father of endocrinology, Dr. Henry Harrower, and the father of physiology, Dr. Otto Warburg, both separately said the same thing. They said, you gotta treat the cause, and you gotta treat the mechanism, and you gotta treat the clinical picture. And the clinical picture means you have organs that aren't doing very well, so you gotta fix the organs. So in my case, it was heart, I, because of the mold. So we had, I had lactic acidosis causing um, disease. I'm sorry, I had lactic acidosis as the mechanism of disease. I had mold as the cause, and my clinical picture was heart. So I, I ended up treating all three things. And that's what those, those guys said in the 1930s, you gotta treat all three things. So I've been in practice now doing nutrition uh, 19 years. And I knew that there was causes, and I knew that you wanted to treat uh, the clinical picture because that's what everybody wants treated anyways. They come in with pain. You gotta make sure you get rid of the pain. They come in with depression or whatever symptom, you gotta make sure you get rid of that. But to treat lactic acidosis, to treat the mechanism is, was a new concept. And nobody's ever taught that to me at all the seminars I've been to, all the videos I've ever seen. But here it showed up over and over again in these old books from the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. And they have a whole collection of them right over here in my house on my bookshelf. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm putting together the, the, the idea of lactic acidosis from the 30s, et cetera, and then combining that with the causes, which we know now more than ever before, mercury and mold and all that stuff, put them together. And now you can get a full, complete healing of chronic disease. So um, now when people ask me about how to fix their condition, their chronic disease, um, we, uh, we, have to, we have to find the cause. And the mechanism is typically lactic acidosis, although there are other mechanisms too. But when you look at our current diet with all the processed foods, and the excess carbohydrates, then lactic acidosis is by far the most common mechanism. What was that supplement that was given to you? Oh, yeah, there were five of them. Now, the, the company that makes those supplements from Dr. Royal Lee that he created in the 30s, he made supplements through the 1950s. But the main supplement was, was called Cataplex G. Now, the history is really interesting. So Royal Lee, um, he was an herbalist and a nutritionist and an engineer. When he was like 10, 11 years old, he had categorized all the native plants of Wisconsin where he grew up. He just was a genius. And he had like over 100 mechanical patents to his name. He invented these 
machines. But he started uh, his own feeding studies in 1925. And in 1929, his mom was diagnosed with a condition that it was like pneumonia, but he made a multivitamin for her in 1929. And then he resumed his research and he released Cataplex B and G in 1934. So it's, he did nine years of studying to create these products. Now the product that he made in 1929 is still one of their top best sellers. It's called Catalan. And just think of that as a whole food multivitamin. So in 1934, he released other products too. And um, so, so the company's called Standard Process. They're still in business. I still, I give lectures for them on a regular basis. And I'm, I'm just very thankful that they still maintain the original recipes. And the company president right now, he's an engineer. And he's actually the, uh, I think he's a grandson of the wife of Royal Lee. So it's still in the family. Gosh, well, should we give, give them a little plug in? Do you know their, um, their website address? Their website is standardprocess.com. Okay, good, good. We support the good guys. <laughs> What's that? We support the good guys. Yeah, yeah, so when you look, this is another interesting point, so and I, I carry probably 80 different product lines in my office. And basically, every product line mimics standard process. They're doing what Royal League created in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Now, in the 1930s, he created another concept related to nutritional supplements, and he called it protomorphogens. So I've been listening to these lectures he gave in the 1950s. Well, it turns out that protomorphogens are DNA. Now, DNA was not, yeah, the, the term wasn't even coined when he made protomorphogens. He coined the term protomorphogens and then later it became DNA. So you can see other companies have, they have their DNA products. They're just mimicking what he's doing. Another concept is <clears throat> um, it's oral tolerization. This is a concept that pharmaceutical companies are trying to create and sell and have FDA approval. Now, what is oral tolerization? It's DNA. So even the drug companies are trying to mimic what Royal Lee did. So he's really the founder of like all of modern um, nutritional holistic medicine. So let me, let me just continue with this, with my timeline of what happened, okay? Sure. So February 3rd, uh, was my the worst night of my life, and then within a couple days I was better. I knew I was on the right track. So then comes the summer. I was basically eighty to ninety percent better all summer, even though I hadn't figured out the black mold yet. But when I worked outside and it was humid, my heart started to race, and it would go up to one forty beats a minute, and it would take like a day and a half to come back down to eighty, or you know. My normal pulse, pulse should be like 55 or, or 61. So I knew I, there was still something missing. And um, then I spent two weeks in Florida, which is really humid. That, that was in August of last year. And I just thought I was going to die. And my, just my heart's pounding away. So what I did was I re reduced my working hours. 
So instead of working four days a week and seeing patients for 10 minute visits, I cut down to three days a week and I was doing 15 minute visits. So it was more relaxed atmosphere. Now I had a four day uh, weekend where I was working out. I was changed. I got into ketosis for my diet and, um, October 25th of 2016, it was a Tuesday and I was feeling the best I had in a year, no chest pain. I was having chest pain daily. So I walk into my office Tuesday morning, nine o'clock, no chest pain. And I sat at my desk and I'm seeing patients and by one o'clock, my chest pain was back. And I thought to myself, oh man, it's in my office. Whatever caused it in the first place is in my office. And I thought it's either electromagnetic frequencies or it's that black stuff by the window two feet from my desk. And I've been telling my landlord, you need to, you need to check out that, that leaky window. Every time it rains sideways, the water leaks in and it drips down the drywall. And there was one little paint chip about this big that had fallen and was like, it like had been scraped off that window frame. And so I took a paint chip, like a scraper, and I'm scraping away at around this window and it's just black mold behind that paint all along that window. And so I got the paint chip tested. I got my blood tested. I got my urine tested. I got the carpet, everything, I tested everything, the air, the carpet, like, and I got like 13 mold uh, spores in my blood. It's just a mess. So I had to tape off, I closed the door of that, of that uh, room and I covered it with plastic. So there's no ventilation going, you know, from that room anywhere else. And uh, we bought like air filters for the whole office. I've been trying to get a new office. Um, ever since the real estate market here is really tight. So I'm having a hard time finding a new office. But um, so now when I figured out lactic acidosis, it, it took me through February, the whole month to really get my head wrapped around what exactly it is and how it works. I started talking about it in March. And my practice started growing because, you know, when you explain it, then people understand like, oh, this is what I'm suffering from. And by the end of March, I had a waiting list practice. Now it takes like four, five, six weeks to come in and see me. Whereas for my whole career, I never had a wait list practice. So, and I gave a lecture then in June of 2016 to 125 holistic doctors and I got a standing ovation. So it's like, they understood like, this has been a big missing piece in all of healthcare. So as I've given this lecture to more doctors and talking about it on YouTube, Nobody ever challenges what I say because it's so truthful and it makes so much sense. So it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm currently writing a book and I don't know, that may take another six months for me to, to get that book, you know, done, but I can explain. What's that? Okay. Oh, I was just asking if you'd given us a name so people know to look out for it. For the name of the book. I don't, I don't have a name yet. It's just, it's going to be pretty like flat out simple. Like the most, the, the most common mechanism of chronic disease It's going to be very clinical and probably pretty boring, but just follow me on my YouTube channel and you'll, 
I'll, I'll talk about it on my YouTube channel. I think people that have got chronic diseases won't find the book boring at all. They find that. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I can explain um, this mechanism of chronic disease, lactic acidosis. You ready? Yes, please. Okay. Yes. So the the bottom, and I have this on my YouTube channel. Just search my name on YouTube, and I draw it out. But um, the bottom line is there's uh, several, there's three components to lactic acidosis. And um, think of a triangle. And in one corner, you have cells burning, using sugar as fuel. And they're doing it in excess. So it could be from a high carbohydrate diet. It could be from cancer. It could be from diabetes. But the cells are using a lot of sugar. And there's only two fuels for the body to use. When I say body, I really mean cells and mitochondria. It's either sugar or fat it could, and, and ketones, so three fuels. So you got one part of the triangle is the use of sugar. Now that creates waste. And there's four main waste products, lactate, acetate, ethanol, and um, acetaldehyde. Those are all poisons. So that's the other part of the triangle. So we got cells burning sugar, and then we got waste products. Now, when the cells are burning sugar, they also dump out acid. So that's the acidosis part of lactic acidosis. And then the lactic part, that is uh, named after lactate, one of the four waste products. So back, back in the 1800s, when they discovered lactic acidosis in, the, in uh, bodies, in sick people and in cadavers, we're talking 1850s. The, it was a milky substance that was, smelled like vinegar and was very sour. And so hence the name lactic acidosis. So it's like looking at sour milk, huh? How are they not sour? <laughs> yeah, I mean, lactic, lactic means dis, um, from milk and then acidosis means disagreeable, like vinegar. Right, oh, so back in the 1850s, they just saw the substance and they saw it in, in cadavers and then they saw it in sick people too. So it's, you know, um, anyway, so the third part of this triangle is the liver and the mechanisms of detoxification that occurs in all the cells, but specifically the liver. So the liver has to clean out the waste products and it takes lactate and it converts it back into sugar. So it's a triangle and it, circle, and it cycles. So it's called the lactic acid cycle. It's also called the Cori cycle, which is named after the, um, a husband and wife team named Dr. Doctors Cori. It's also called cachexia. It's also called sugar acidosis. And it's also called the sugar disease by Abram Hoffer, who's a famous psych holistic psychiatrist. There's five names for lactic acidosis. And it's not a disease according to the International Classification of Diseases, but it is disease. See what I'm saying? It's the mechanism of disease. And um, now you can call it toxicity, you can call it burning sugar, you can call it excess acetaldehyde. I mean, you can call it 15 different names. And I think that's part of the problem why it hasn't really, wasn't really well known past 1960. I mean, there's corporate interests that, you know, in the early 60s, the sugar industry got really powerful and they started manipulating. 
the research and the advertisements and stuff like that. But um, so I continue to call it lactic acidosis because that's what they called it back in the 1930s. So the, the key here is that you got that top part of the triangle with the four waste products and they become high relative to oxygen. So this is oxygen and this happens. Okay, so now you have hypoxia in the blood and too much waste. That makes the arteries dilate. To, and the body wants to get more oxygen to the cells. So that's why it dilates the arteries. And then now you have capillaries that are engorged with blood that's toxic and hypoxic. Okay, now the cells are trying to get the oxygen, but there's not enough oxygen. And the cells are trying to dump the waste into the blood, but it can't do that because the blood's already too toxic. So now the cells are starting to starve and then they die. That's the mechanism of, of chronic disease. So if you have, you have different organs that are starting to die, so then you get symptoms from those organs. So if you have um, the cells of your stomach are starting to die, then um, you get stomach problems. You get um, uh, gastritis and um, I don't know, you know, just name it heartburn all of it if you get but if you get this condition happening in the heart and the muscle cells start to die they tighten up muscle cells tighten up when they die that's called rigor mortis so people get a heart attack or they get angina and or they get like a quiver i'm doing this they get a quiver or they can get pain across their chest down their arm all these muscles are tightening up and that happens with men mostly regarding the heart but women get fibromyalgia these muscles get tight their neck they get diagnosed with fibromyalgia you can have the muscles tightening like around the lungs it's hard to breathe around the stomach um the deep ache in the calf muscles so and i have a list of 86 symptoms and diseases and conditions that are all related to lactic acidosis and i quit counting after i got to 86 but you know it's it's in the hundreds um, and then when the brain cells start to die from this, they don't tighten up like the muscles do, but your brain goes crashing down into horrible thoughts of anxiety, depression, bipolar, worry, doubt, fear. So that bad night, February 3rd, 2016, when it, I was really suffering, my heart's pounding like that. And I'm thinking to myself, like I said at the beginning, I, I live in Michigan. I like cold weather. I like the snow. I got a snowblower. I got two and a half acres where I live in this house. I got this really long driveway and I like toys. I like lawn. I got a big lawnmower. You know, I collect, I have a couple of collector cars and I'm thinking to myself, I hope it doesn't snow because I can't, I can't use a snowblower. Who's going to mow my lawn in the summer because I can't mow my lawn. And then drive. I just thought driving a car is dangerous. I had these thoughts that weren't mine. And then I thought to myself, I need to sell this house. It's too big. And I only had the house, you know, three years. And I love this house. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, these aren't my thoughts. Where did these thoughts come from? They came from my brain. My brain cells were dying, making me think this way. So another interesting thing, and I made a video about this a couple weeks ago, after that Las Vegas shooter guy that, you know, shot like almost 600 people. I made this video about violent thoughts 
and uh, bad thoughts. So the bottom line is the day after my bad night, so we're talking February 4th, I didn't sleep in my bed. I slept on the couch. And I'm thinking to myself, the bed is dangerous. That's, when it, that's the place where I had all these horrible symptoms. And if I sleep in that bed, I'm, I might die. So I knew it wasn't logical. That was not a logical thought. So here I am sleeping in my couch, and I'm like, this is crazy. But I did it anyways. I acted that way because my brain was being controlled by lactic acidosis, which was being caused by black mold. I acted illogically. Now, I've seen people, my, you know, it's, so I'm, I see about 60 patients a week, full-time, and I, you know, we talk about emotions and we talk about physical symptoms. And I've seen people have the most horrible thoughts and they tell me what they are. And they imagine car accidents and they imagine death and murder. And if it's a young kid, they may act it out. So if you have kids like in high school on psychiatric drugs, they cause lactic acidosis. Those drugs make people, you know, think bad thoughts. And then if they act them out, they might go to jail. They might commit suicide. You know, so we're talking like this is hardcore stuff. This is so that that Las Vegas shooter, and I'm pretty sure there were more than one shooters because we have video proof of that. But supposedly, um, Stephen Paddock or Stephen Pollock, I forgot his last name. He was prescribed um, a benzodiazepine drug a few months earlier, and that'll increase suicidal thoughts and homicidal thoughts. So let so I think that psychiatry is trying to solve lactic acidosis. They're trying to treat the symptoms of lactic acidosis. I think cardiology is too, and um, rheumatology, and massage, and a lot of medical specialties are trying to fix lactic acidosis. Now, in the hospital, if you go there and you have symptoms of lactic acidosis, they don't look for it. They know about it. They only look for lactic acidosis if you're near death. And if you have it, they don't know what to do with it. Now, they could give you baking soda to remove the acid. And I've seen research on this. And they're debating whether or not to give baking soda. But in the research, it shows it'll extend your life by two or three days. But they still can't wrap their heads around, you know, you got to take honestly, Cataplex B or Cataplex G from 1934. <laughs> and you got to get off sugar and you got to get into ketosis. So when you're in ketosis, that means your body's not burning sugar anymore. It's burning fat and you're not making those waste products anymore. So does this make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. But it's, it's um, <clears throat> the conditions you're describing before were, were a lot um, becoming becoming more prevalent now. Oh yeah, and, uh, fibro yeah. fibromyalgia. You look in, in any of the texts, and they say basically it's it's a pain that is imaginative. It's in your brain, which which is absolutely right. totally wrong. Right. Um, and so what you're saying is that there is a real world cause for these conditions. Right. And more importantly, there's something you can do about it. Right. So. Let me add to what you just said. So 
going back to my um, bad night, February 3rd, I figured it out, started talking about it in March, and I flew to Utah, I think it was in April. It's about a three, three and a half hour flight from where I live. And there's a screen on the chair in front of me and I can watch all the free movies I wanna watch. And I like action, I like drama, but I couldn't watch those movies. I couldn't handle any violence. I couldn't handle any stress. And there were studies done, one was in the 40s, the other one, the other one was in the 60s. And both of those studies showed that when you increase your stress, that makes the adrenals kick out more cortisol, which increases lactic acidosis production by five, you know, five times more lactate production. So when women, for example, or men have stress, it makes more lactic acid, and then they get more symptoms. They have the heart attack on a Monday morning, you know, at nine o'clock at work where the stress is. Plus they had sugar on Sunday for dessert, or women have emotional stress and they need more of the um, whatever painkiller they're on for their fibromyalgia. So the doctor's telling them, well, it's all in your head. Okay, it's, it's partially in your head. It's in your whole body. It's in your blood. It's a muscle problem and it's a blood problem. So lactic acid, and so back, yeah, back then in the 30s and 40s, the doctor said that lactic acidosis is a, is a problem of the physiology of muscles. And you have so many pounds of muscles that you got to fix that first. And the thyroid and the adrenals and the pituitary, these are important glands, but they don't have a chance if your muscle physiology is off. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So I put people on these supplements and I get them into ketosis. And just those two things fix lactic acidosis and they start to feel better and it's brilliant then i can talk about the cause maybe they have mold maybe they have metals maybe they have chemicals and then i can talk about maybe they need um let's say uterine support for a woman with reproductive type symptoms or if a guy has been um Sometimes guys will have thyroid problems or heart, you know, feeding the heart for the guys, feeding the brain for students. So then I'm treating the clinical picture. But we got to fix the cause, we got to fix the mechanism. Okay. So people that are watching this video now and they're thinking to themselves, gosh, maybe I better check around my house for any sort of any signs of mold. Yeah. Uh, just touch on metals. What what steps can people take to ensure that they're not assimilating? heavy metals into their body. Heavy metals, yeah. Um, well, if you, were, if you um, are on planet Earth, you can assume you have too much metals in your body. That's the truth. And so I use a detox program from a company called Systemic Formulas. I've been very happy with it. So my mold pain has been specifically right here. That's at my heart. Here, I'm gonna bring this down a little bit. So, so I'm on month number four of this detox and my and on month number two my pain went from here to here to here and then throughout here so i know the mold is leaving my heart and going into my lymphatic system and i'm so happy with the results and the pain is so much less 
So, and that, so, you know, I've been detoxing people my whole career and this detox protocol has been the best that I've ever seen. It's been great. Good. Um, now, um, you're saying in the 1920s that this uh, gentleman in Michigan was developing his own uh, formulations using uh, plants that grow locally. Um, are these common plants or are they just sort of uh, indigenous to your area? Well, so he, his name was Royal Lee. He was in Wisconsin. And the, the basis of his products are actually glands primarily liver and then he had some stomach yeah so um i get my patients to eat liver like maybe a serving of liver a week oh dear. is that it's an acceptable a, answer <laughs> um, but you're vegetarians i guess um i know is any other option yeah <laughs> i mean yeah so yeah that's a really good question and the answer is yes so what I figured out about, about eight months ago is when you look at lactic acidosis, you got the three parts, right? So what I had been doing was getting people into ketosis to fix the liver, I'm sorry, to, to fix the sugar, and then, and, then, um, and then detoxing them to fix their liver. Now, if you're a vegan and like plant-based, if you're just eating a ton of plants, with no grains, then what you're doing is you're cleaning the body, you, you're cleaning the liver, and you're cleaning, cleaning the, um, the four waste products of lactic acidosis. So you're addressing two out of three things in the lactic acid cycle. So now last year, I was having people do ketosis and detox, so I was addressing two out of three things also. So in order to fix lactic acidosis, you have to fix two out of the three. So now I have people fix all three things, all three parts of lactic acidosis. So, so there's vegans on, and plant-based people on YouTube who, and they're really popular. And there's, it seems like a lot of people are going more towards plant-based eating, which is great. Um, and I, I don't think it's, it's as forgiving as ketosis. I think ketosis is easier. And you can be a vegan and go into ketosis. So this is all very flexible, right? And you can, um, just as long as you understand lactic acidosis, once you figure out lactic acidosis, then everything makes sense. Another aspect of this is oxygen therapies. You got hydrogen peroxide, you got um, hyperbaric oxygen therapies, and you got ozone therapies, you got deep breathing you know, exercises, Bringing oxygen into your body eliminates the acid out of your blood too. So really there's four ways that you can treat lactic acidosis. Okay, so exercise is important as well then to for the circulation starting getting oxygen into your body. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. So but that's a that's a good point because the the purpose of exercise when you have chronic disease is two things. Lifting the oxygen up, number one and dropping the sugar down in your blood. Okay, so, but exercise doesn't fix lactic acidosis. You can't make something out of nothing. You gotta fix it by taking in the right nutrients. It's a helpful tool. Yeah, same thing with the oxygen therapies. It's not the thing that fixes lactic acidosis. It's another helpful tool. 
So it's a, there's multiple things to do to fix the chronic disease mechanism. People that are in the early stages of chronic disease, uh, you know, of developing a chronic disease, um, may not be aware of this. Is there any, any way that people can, you know, know that they are developing a chronic disease? Um, yeah, any symptom that's persisting for more than three months, any symptom means that you have it. So, and the truth is, if you're really healthy and you're an athlete and you're like the healthiest person on the planet, you still need to do the things to prevent lactic acidosis. So that means eating a ton of plants, making sure you're getting plenty of oxygen, um, getting into ketosis, making sure your liver is super healthy. So regardless of your state of health, you should be addressing the components of lactic acidosis. Okay, okay. Um, one of the um, questions that came through was um, this person um, what, got up one morning, found they had <clears throat> uh, difficulty walking, and they're asking mean that they have a chronic disease. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, now let me just say this. So, so regarding the mold sitting in my chest, I got a mold lawyer just in case there's a lawsuit. And she's the first uh, lawyer in Michigan to bring a lawsuit against uh, a landlord regarding mold. So she's, she's very well experienced with this. And so in Ann Arbor, where I'm at, we have the University of Michigan and they have a teaching hospital, this big hospital. My mold lawyer told me there's not a single doctor at that hospital that believes that mold is a problem. Yeah. So I started looking around, right? And the reason why is because they don't have good drugs for it. They'll just say it's in your head or they'll just say um, everything is fine. And I was, you know, and I'm like, but I got this chest pain. And, the, and you know, and I was at this urgent clinic and they said, oh, you're fine. You'll just have a nice day outside. It's a sunny day. And I'm like, I got this pain and you're telling me everything's fine. So, um, so I started looking around for, there's environmental doctors and there's two in Ann Arbor where I live. They're both not practicing because they're both poisoned with black mold. <laughs> so when I go see my environmental doctor, I drive an hour north of here. But the point is med medicine has good drugs for bacteria. So they diagnose bacterial infections all the time and they give you all kinds of antibiotics, but they're not very good with viruses. They're not very good with mold. Then they're not very good with parasites, but all, all of them can cause lactic acidosis. So, so, so um, November of last year, I had a woman come to me and she had high blood pressure. So I'm, I'm getting to the answer here. Just follow me. And so this woman had seen me like 10 years earlier and she was in my office, either seeing me or another practitioner for like five years. We couldn't get her blood pressure down. And then she went away and she came back like five years later. Okay. So she came in November of last year. And with my new knowledge, I found mold in her chest and it took about two and a half, three months. It brought her blood pressure down 30 points. And then it rained and it got worse and then it got better. And then it rained again and it got worse. 
but here it is 11 months later and she's stable and now she's going to try to get into ketosis so i've had six people now with high blood pressure it lowered because we we killed the mold in their heart that's six people and it's tough in the holistic field to bring down blood pressure and it's because nobody's really understanding the depth of mold in the body okay now having said that i need to say this one day i'm walking in my office into a treatment room and i almost collapsed onto the floor and i held onto the table i got this table right here in front of me i held onto the table and then i caught myself and i stood back up again okay now i didn't fall i just kind of like stumbled a little bit so in the last year I've had two patients tell me that they're walking, one woman one, one was walking and a guy was in the shower and they just collapsed. No pain, They're just by, their body just gave out. It was mold for both of them. Okay, and I don't wanna go too deep into their symptoms and all that stuff, but, so the thing here is like, this, this person you're talking about, they, um, you said that they, their legs were weak, right? Right. Yes. Right. And it was in the morning when they got out of bed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I could imagine, I, I'd have to examine them, but I could imagine that during the night, the mold spreads because it's dark and it's warm. And when people wake up in the morning with a white coating on their tongue or a green coating on their tongue, is because during the night, the mold spread up from their digestive system. And that's when I had my worst symptoms was at nighttime because mold loves dark and it loves moisture and it loves um, warmth. And then during the day, it was better. So that's, that's the deal with that. It could be mold. Gosh, that's, that's terrible. Another yeah. question um, regarding teenagers. Do you find many teenagers with chronic diseases or is it more like a, um, an, adult, an adult? It depends on the diet. So I've had teenagers with chest pain, like heart pain, cold, you know, bad circulation, cold fingers. It's because they, they grew up on sugar. The, the amount of sugar in this country is so bad. It's so high. And, the, and schools give out sugar for treats and for holidays. And schools are like heart disease factories. So it, it totally depends on, on their diet. But it's getting worse and worse. And you can tell that by the amount of surgeries that kids have because they tore a ligament in their knee playing sports or something. It's happening more and more. The, um, but if they tore a ligament in sports, that could happen to a healthy or, or an unhealthy person. Yeah, and but it happens. Come in. It, I'm sorry, it happens more often with unhealthy people because sugar makes your tissues weak. So I have questions then that was emailed to me. I can run through these questions and try to awesome. answer them. Yeah, okay. Um, so there's a couple questions about asthma. <clears throat> so I, I do find that asthma is lactic acidosis. Now, that's the mechanism. Now, the cause could be um, a hidden infection like a virus hiding out in the lungs. Now, I just had a guy come to me as a new patient last week. And he's had asthma since the 1980s. And um, he went into ketosis after his first visit with me. And his asthma is totally, totally gone. So we do know 
we do know that his, he's got lactic acidosis because of that. So um, in the meantime, I'll be using supplements to repair the lung tissue and to stop the immune system from attacking his lungs and then to clean his lungs. So I put it, I'm putting him on three different lung supplements. And actually, I'm also giving him stem cells for his lungs to, re, to regrow lung tissue. Okay, so he's had this disease process going on for 30 years. Mm. Yeah, and so like, you gotta, you know, this is what holistic medicine does. You gotta somehow break that disease cycle and then repair the tissue. It's a lot of time, you know, 30 years of damage. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's doing the inhaler every day. Yeah, for 30 years. So, but, but we're already on the right track. It's only been a week that he's been seeing me. Okay, so Good. my next question here is about um, diabetes. So for, there's type one diabetes that shows up in kids and the World Health Organization says that's caused by parasites. And I've actually reversed um, type, one, or type one diabetes in kids by killing parasites. Now type two diabetes is just from having too many carbohydrates and then your cells are burning too much sugar. And the other aspect of this is when your cells are burning too much sugar, you get fat deposition in your body, start gaining weight, and you can gain weight in your abdomen. And then your pancreas is now filling up with fat or your liver and your liver is filling up with fat. So the more these organs are holding of fat, the more diseased they become and the less functional they are. So ketosis burns up the fat that's embedded in these organs, including the pancreas. And um, there's, a, there's a threshold of about four grams of fat that, that once that pancreas has too much fat, it's now diabetes. And when you go into ketosis and start burning that fat away, and you pass that threshold going the other way, then you reverse the diabetes. So that's, wow. that's how you can do that. Now, there's research showing that a vegan diet does the same thing. And you can get good results in a week with a vegan diet. Well, you can get good results in a week with ketosis too. So again, we're addressing lactic acidosis either way. Now I've seen, yeah, and I've seen people who are vegan and overweight and as patients, and then I get them into ketosis. Then they start losing weight. So you, so you really need to get into ketosis, whether you're trying to, you know, be plant-based or not. You, ketosis is really the key. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Okay, good. All right, good. Um, so this next question was about hypertension. So I talked about that. And then this one question says, every night I cannot sleep well because of a toothache. One tooth is loose and it's decaying. So you got to go to a dentist and you got to get that tooth pulled out and it's probably infected in your jaw and you got to get that infection cleaned out of your jaw. They'll use, <clears throat> they'll use ozone water. The um, holistic dentist now will use ozone water. And I just did a video on this last week on my YouTube channel about the, the mechanics of the, dent, the dental industry and how they fix that up. So don't, don't mess around with dead bones. You got to get that out of your, out of your body. Okay. Um, okay. But they'll, be, they'll be inducing, putting out poison into your body all the time whilst it's there. Yeah. The infection here goes anywhere it wants to go throughout the whole body. 
plus the infection causes lactic acidosis. Okay. Okay. Um, the next question is about um, every night I cannot, oh, I'm sorry. We got, the, we got overweight, we got heart attack and stroke. And those are all related to the next question. What dietary habits are most likely to increase risk of cancer or chronic disease? And that's burning sugar every day of your life as your source of fuel and never burning fat. So that is the number one cause of chronic disease. And when you're burning sugar, then you're also depleting your body of B vitamins. You're creating all the toxins. You're creating inflammation. You're turning on all the bad DNA. It's, and you're building up pathological tissue, cancer tumors, fibroids, cysts, skin tags, moles. You're building this up. And then you get into fat burning mode and that um, breaks that down. It reverses it. It turns off the bad DNA and uh, reduces inflammation. So going into ketosis is like hitting a reset button or you know your computer's broken so you turn it off and turn it back on again. And you can get into ketosis by changing your diet and you can get into ketosis by not eating, that's a fast, or you can get into ketosis by what's called a, a modified fast where you eat nothing but fat and, and um, salt and water. But I go into more detail on that in my YouTube channel. Okay. All right. So, and I want to I point out that the, probably the greatest researcher in modern times is Otto Warburg. And it took him seven years to figure out how a cancer cell metabolizes and respires, how it takes in nutrition, oxygen. It's called lactic acid fermentation. So... It's lactic acidosis. Cancer is lactic acidosis. And Otto Warburg got the Nobel Prize in medicine for that one discovery. And um, anyways, it's all lactic acidosis. All right. All right. So this one, if you, if, if you had cancer and then you went fast, that's the, the quickest thing out. Oh, you yeah. Benefit. Right. So let me, let me address that. So last year when I was discovering all this, I had a woman come in. She's actually the, the mom of one of my employees. And she had lung cancer that metastasized to her brain. So I got her into ketosis. And she had a four-hour eating window. She only ate four hours in a day. And then she was fasting for 20 hours. During those 20 hours, she was eating oils, which accelerates ketosis. And then during the four-day eating window, she was uh, juicing vegetables and eating big salads. So she's doing kind of the vegan thing for four hours a day, doing the ketosis and fasting thing for 20 hours a day. And in three months, all of her tumors were gone. And, this was, and the, the oncologists were just blown away by this because she had been growing tumors for two and a half years. And they want, you know, they're doing chemotherapy and radiation and all this stuff. But the interesting thing is this, and this was like key. At, at the six-week mark, they did an MRI, and all of her tumors had stopped growing, and there was no new tumor growth. Okay, that alone was, you know, like surprising to the doctors. But she said to me, 
I still cry every day. And when I talk to her, like I'm looking at her face, I ask her a question and she turns her head and she has her friend answer my question. I was talking to the side of her head all the time. And um, so at that six week mark, she goes, I still cry every day. And so I was like, okay, oh my gosh, I'm missing something. It must be lactic acidosis. So I gave her the cataplex B and by the end of those six weeks, she's looking at me, she's answering my questions, and she's even making jokes. So I had a guy, yeah, I know. So years ago, I had a guy who was a patient. He was with me for like two or three days, I'm sorry, two or three years. And then I didn't, I didn't see him for like five years. So I heard through the grapevine that he got brain cancer. So I called him up and I said, how are you doing? Come in and see me. And he did, and he, what he did was he had a collection of, of supplements and he put them down on my table. And he said, this one got rid of my brain cancer. And it was silver. He was doing five or six swigs of silver every day. And I said, wait a minute. I said, the brain cancer is gone. He said, yeah, it's verified on an MRI. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'll have to remember that. So. I gave him a couple of supplements and he walked out of the office. Now he looked sick. He was bent over. He was pale. He was slow. And I didn't, I didn't know about lactic acidosis because this was like five, six years ago. So I heard later, two months later, he died. He didn't die of cancer because he got rid of the brain tumors. What did he die from? He died from lactic acidosis. Lactic acidosis kills half of cancer patients. So there's my answer for that one. Gosh. Yeah, it's pretty profound. So um, my next, the next question is related to that. Many people believe we can prevent and treat cancer through diet by choosing whole organic foods and avoiding offenders like processed foods, refined flours, sugars, alcohol, dairy products. That's all true. Is diet always a precursor to chronic illness? The answer is yes. Another precursor would be toxins in the body. So I had mold. Other people get environmental toxins uh, from, let's say, agricultural pesticide use. Other people work in factories. So yeah, there's what's called exogenous toxins and then you got the diet. So regarding the diet, you wanna be able to, here's, here's, here's protein and carbs, and then here's fat in the diet. So if you do this and you're playing with your diet, you're going like this, that's not enough. If you're doing like low carb, you know what I'm, what you got to do is this and you got to bring that fat here. Let me back up. You got to bring that fat way up. That'll get you in ketosis, right? So when, the, when you look at decades of dietary research, they're taking these grams of these macronutrients and they're playing around with this and they're not very, they're not getting good results. And it's a little bit confusing and depending on who's doing the research, they say, uh, people say one thing, other people say another thing. But what they're missing is that unique metabolic state of ketosis where the fat intake is super high and then you get into ketosis. So I just wanna make sure that you under, you know, everybody understands that it takes an effort to get into ketosis. You can't just, um, you, you gotta work at it. Now, the other aspect, go ahead. 
oh, it's just going to ask how much oil or fats do you need to take? Um, how many fats to take? Okay, it's relative to the grams of protein plus carbs. So the, you want a ratio of two to one, two grams of fat to one gram of protein plus carbs. That'll get you into ketosis. Now, if you have a real serious problem, like a health problem, you, want, you might want to do three to one or four to one. Now, this average American diet, I know this is worldwide, but in my country, the average American diet is one to four. So that's, that causes disease. Now, it may take 30, 40, 50 years to get the disease. But if the ratio is one to six or one to 10, now the disease occurs in five years or 10 years. So you just got to get that ratio right. You want that to be two to one. Right. Yeah. And what type of oils would you use? I mean, this is probably all of your videos. Which yeah. <laughs> um, the t okay. Obviously, the oils have to be natural. They can't be margarine. They can't be canola oil or corn oil. It's got to be coconut oil is good, avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, uh, butter. Um, and then there's foods that are very ketogenic, avocados, olives. And then meat is usually not very ketogenic, except for bacon from pork. That's really kind of the only one. And I, and I have a video called, These Are the Ketogenic Foods. So heavy whipping cream is ketogenic. So now heavy whipping cream and butter, that's dairy, right? So you take in this dairy that's supposedly linked with cancer, but when you use the dairy to get into ketosis, you're reversing you know, cancer cells. You're reversing lactic acidosis. It's just a cycle of life, isn't it? Something's, something's bad for you, something's good for you. Right, yeah. and, that, and it brings up the subject of quality and quantity. So dairy has a certain quality, whether it's good or bad. But what I'm talking about is quantities. See what I'm saying? You got to get the quantities right. And everybody, are, you know, people work on their quality of food all the time. They, they have like, you know, cupcakes from Whole Foods instead of cupcakes from some other grocery store. But it's still the cupcakes, it's still too many carbohydrates, too much sugar. So you got to address both quality and quantities. All right. Right. Um, so this question is, if I have chronic disease, uh, do I need physical therapy? That depends. Um, you got to fix the biochemistry of the body. And then if you need physical rehabilitation, then you can address it through physical therapy. And then the, I, I talked about the emotional difficulties. And um, what can be done to help the fact that my condition is getting worse because of sitting so long and lack of exercise? You got to fix the biochemistry with what you're eating. Yeah, and, and people are really focused on, I need more exercise, I need to do stretching, I have back pain, therefore I need, you know, whatever, physical therapy. The biochemistry comes first. That's the key point. Um, and, then, and then the last question, sleep late and lack of sleep will cause a chronic disease. Yeah, the lack of sleep is a symptom. Uh, well, I mean, if you're intentionally not sleeping enough, yeah, that's a problem. But during the sleep, sleeping time, that's when your body is really healing a lot. So that answers all the questions that were emailed to me. I've got uh, one question. Yeah. Which is on the other end. 
Um, the, if you suspect that you have mold in your house, um, what steps can you take to eliminate any small res residual mold that may be there? Um, so with the mold in the house, you got to find out all of it. So okay. if you have drywall, it only takes 24 hours of moisture <clears throat> to allow the mold to grow. So you got to cut out all that drywall. Now there are very specific processes to follow. You got to do, you got to plastic off the area and have a negative airflow. You got to wear the respirator mask, not just this, but you got to have that kind of a mask. And you got to have a Tyvek suit and then you start cutting away at the drywall and you put the drywall in a black plastic bag, duct tape the top of it, wipe down the exterior of the plastic bag, and then you take it to a van or whatever and it goes into a special dump site. It's poisonous stuff. You can't just paint over it. And then if you got bad carpet, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get rid of all of it. And then now the cause would be a leak, maybe in the roof, maybe in the basement, you gotta fix the leak. And then there's anti-mold paint that you can use. Oh, it um, sounds more like a, a job for a specialist. For oh yeah. Molds are yeah. Right, yeah. Well, that's, um, that's been amazing now. It's um, 9.30 p.m. time. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Darren Schmidt. Um, you've, you've graced us with your presence and you've um, certainly taught me a lot about, um, you know, about chronic diseases and the, and the true cause of chronic diseases too, and lactic acidosis. It's, it's, um, I've, I've got to do some research. I've got to watch more of your videos. Speaking of which, if you can tell the viewers now um, where your YouTube channel is and any other links that you'd like to provide. Yeah, um, so I'll type this in too, but um, just search my name um, on YouTube. And the actual, um, the actual name is Nutritional Healing A2. And that is, uh, there I just put it up there. This one question is how many tablespoons of something like coconut oil per day? Most people are doing about six tablespoons of coconut oil to get into ketosis, some more, some less. So I just want to make sure I say that. But yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time. I hope this helps people. Oh, it does. And for anyone who doesn't really know, coconut oil... <laughs> What's that? I was just going to uh, make the comment that coconut oil actually tastes really nice. <laughs> well, the spoonful, it does taste great. Yeah, and you can make lollies out. Yeah, and it all depends on everybody's taste buds. I personally don't like it. I'd rather really? drink butter. I, I melt butter and I drink it. And I do the heavy cream. And I don't like avocados either. Everybody loves avocados. I think I might be the only one. But I get my fats. Another <laughs> thing is macadamia nuts are very uh, ketogenic. Are they? And, and I've never met any person that doesn't like those. Oh, right, yeah. And I, I got to do a plug. I got, I got a, a company that I started with a couple friends and we make this thing called the good fat bar. And the website is goodfat.bar. And my newest creation is called the ketodamia bar and it's cacao butter. That's the base, which is extremely ketogenic. Plus I put in macadamia nuts and monk fruit as a sweetener and cocoa powder. So it's got four ingredients. 
and it, within a month, it was our best seller. So it's still available, and we ship it all over the world. <laughs> so it's good fit. Yeah. And uh, for um, for the YouTube videos, you search for um, Darren Schmidt. It's S C H M I D T. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, and um, yeah, it's been it's been one of those amazing talks we've we've. Um, We've got Sam in the background who's managed to haul you in. I really um, can't thank you enough for, um, for your talk. Yeah, you're welcome. And I want to thank Sam for uh, being so patient with me in his uh, desire to get me on this uh, chat. <laughs> you know, we've, um, a lot of people will benefit from this, this uh, video. So thank you so much. And viewers, okay. thank you for watching. Goodbye. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, so that's it. Well, you can turn the uh, video, uh, sorry, turn the recording off if you like. The, um, but we, we can trim and everything else. It's been a really interesting talk and I appreciate the fact that it is quite late in the evening for you. Um, so it is, um, it's very, very appreciated. And you've given me lots yeah, of- Yeah, you're welcome. You, you know, like, um, as it, uh, it's, um, yeah, I'm going to be busy over the next couple of days just researching and, and I'm get, going through more of your videos too. I must have seen maybe about three or four of them. I didn't see yeah. that, um, that cover the topics that we talked about now, which would have been good to know. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. stuff, we're, we're both sort of busy people and don't get much time to sort of do the things we want to do. But um, this is enormously um, valuable information, especially if it's the cause, the actual root cause of many of the chronic conditions, which is, and, and all these things are, are modern things, things put on by the, you know, the high sugar, Diet that people have now, the high carb diet, you know, like um, diabetes. The um, it's not right, isn't it? You know that people, you've taken the time out, you've you've studied, and you've you've found the true root cause. Why isn't this being taken up by the um, by the authorities? You know why? Well, I mean, I can answer that. So Royal Lee was uh, taken to court all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and he lost in 1961. And he was forced to never speak on nutrition again. And he died like six years later. So it was the federal government in the United States that pretty much just squashed it. And, so the and, then at the same, and then at the same time, the pharmaceutical companies got really strong after World War II, and the sugar industry got really strong. So it's just a, but you know, now we got the internet and we got all these great people talking about ketosis, the research, you know, it's been fantastic. And I've learned so much from other people online. But when I go to my books, which are over here, and I'm reading these passages from 1932 and 1940, man, it puts everything in perspective, you know, like the, like the way that they thought about vitamins, the research on vitamins. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. So I'm starting to talk about that on my YouTube channel too, about how to think of what, like, what is a vitamin, how it's structured, how big they are, how dynamic they are. They're functional mechanisms. They're not chemicals. You know, like ascorbic acid is not, that's not a vitamin. That's a chemical. But vitamin C is this big, huge molecule that incorporates other vitamins. It incorporates enzymes. And it does things, you know, it's a, it's a functional medicine. It's like a car in your body and it's driving places and it's, you know, carrying stuff and it's changing things. 
Well, something that's never touched on is uh, micronutrients. People think, oh, I take this tablet, it's got you know, all the vitamins A to Z, so yeah, that's going to keep me alive. But there's micronutrients which we do not know about yet. You know, it's just, as you say, large, large you know, compounds, large molecules. Oh. Right, yeah. The micronutrients, though, they're embedded in the, in the, bigger, in the bigger vitamins. Okay. So um, when we have, we have like a RDA of like, I think it's 1.5 milligrams of diamine per day. And that's not necessary. That's, that's too high because thiamine is just one chemical. But if you look at all the things that go with thiamine in nature, you need less thiamine because you have all these other things that go with it. I got it. Yeah. So... Are we still on Facebook Live? It looks like. Are we still oh, recording oh, okay. on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's fine. I just was running. I just want to make sure that I'm looking at this thing correctly on my on my laptop. But I'll, I'll I'll close up shop now. It has been fantastic having you on board, and, and all the Facebook viewers, thanks for watching this um, as well. Yeah, we better turn it off, I suppose, because we don't we don't I don't think we can have a Facebook. <laughs> okay. That's been fantastic. all right. Cool. It's modern technology. All right. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. In beating for all.